You are listening to Drop Tent Media Network. Uh, my undocumented ass podcast. With Che Guerrero. The winds really change talk. in one direction, they gotta harass someone else. I get it, I get exactly. it. Like, people don't realize how just one little access can literally change a whole family's life. Hey, welcome to another episode of my undocumented ass podcast. Uh, sorry we missed one episode last week, but we're back this week. Uh, I have a great guest. Um, my guest is Carrie. She's a fellow TikToker. She came on and talked to us about the history of Belize, uh, colonialism, how happy they are that the queen's gone. And also we get into some very heavy stuff about the femicide that goes on in Central America. This conversation had a lot of things and I enjoyed it. I know you're going to enjoy it too. Check it out. See on TikTok, it's like, so what's the best name to, to refer to you by? Oh, everybody call me Carrie. Carrie. Okay. Yeah. Great. I seen you just on TikTok and I seen a lot of your stuff and uh <sighs> we connected. So, so some of my, my my viewers will know I connected with Carrie through when I posted about the South Dakota doing the more H uh H1B visas. And we were talking about the issue with that, and you were nice enough to be like, you know, you you've had some personal experience with that. So, so, so that's uh, so, so I just know you just pretty much from that comment thing, but uh, but how are you today? I'm excited to get you know as more than just that. Oh, well, you know, I'm just I'm just an immigrant person that's experiencing life in the shoes of an immigrant, you know, just um, I'm my nationality is I'm Belizean, okay, um, I pertain to the Mopan Maya people, 37 generations of Mopan Mayas, wow, um, yeah. <laughs> Okay. Believe so. Yeah, man. Your accent, I can't. I can't put it anywhere that I'm familiar with. Yeah, it's a Belizean accent. It's um, oftentimes it's confused for Jamaican. I don't hear it. Um, I do believe I sound more Guyanese. I could. I could definitely see the confusion with the Guyanese comments. Um, that is how I've actually gained a lot of traction on TikTok. It's. It's been. Um. Why is she faking a Jamaican accent? <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's funny. Now that you say Guyanese, uh, my ex-wife was Guyanese, and you actually do sound a lot more like one of her aunts than you do more of a Jamaican accent. So you're right. It is more, if you hear it, suddenly, because yeah. I grew up in New York, it is a little more Guyanese accent. It definitely is. The thing is, that a lot of people don't understand that in the Caribbean nations, you have you have CARICOM, a pertain to CARICOM. So you have a variety of different accents from different Caribbean nations. For example, Jamaican is Patois, whereas Belize, it's called Belizean Creole, meaning that um, it stems from Limonese and Mosquito Coast Creole. So that is very similar to Guyanese because in Guyanese, their language also derives from um, Limonese. So that is where the similarity comes in. Um, it's funny, though, that every time somebody does hear a Jamaican accent or a Caribbean accent, it's like it's always Jamaica. They can't they can't they like they don't know there's other Caribbean nations. That's that's the funny part to me. No, I mean, honestly, you just gave me more of a linguistic history than I think I've ever gotten <laughs> because you're right. When when you hear Caribbean, you automatically think Jamaican and anybody else, maybe from like any of the Virgin Islands that might have sort of the similar touch or even uh, Trinidad and Tobago sometimes might have yeah. some of the similar touch. Uh, yeah, no, everybody always goes to Jamaican first, even though they all have sort of like the same twang, you know? 
And then there comes the other aspect of internalized um, racism, is what I call it. Yeah. Whereas, like, if you're Jamaican, why are you white? As if they don't understand that the skin complexion, like, we, we're a melting pot of everything. Yeah. Um, like, be particular, like I said, um, I happen to be indigenous, Mopan Maya. But I happen to know people who are Garifuna that, you know, sound just like me. I happen to know people who hail from Korea and China who have or been born and bred in Belize that sound just like me. Wow. I even, um, there's even like an entire lineage that is um, Lebanese, people from Lebanese, Lebanon. Oh. And they sound just like me, which is really trippy because they have my accent, but they have a twang of the Lebanon language with it. So it's very trippy. Yeah. But it's really cool, though, you know? I love it when I go on TikTok and I'll see uh, people from Korea who grew up in the Dominican Republic or from China. And they'll be like, yo, que lo que loco. And I'm like, yo. <laughs> It's it's so trippy because like you you hear just a pure like I close my eyes it sounds like an uncle talking to me you know what I mean I'm like that's that's what I love about. and that's actually what I what I'm really enjoying about TikTok more than anything I'm starting to see, you know so people may have its problems with it but I see a lot of um minority groups talking about like you know it helps us uh show ourselves in a way that the media won't represent us or in the complexities of our communities because. You're right. Like I, I honestly, you just show me a whole side of the world that I didn't even know about. Yeah, it's just like I said. Like it's, I don't mind educating people, but then you have the other like grimmer side of TikTok, which is everybody wants to fit you in a box. Yeah. So when you try to you know, get out of that box and try to talk about real problems, like what you're doing with, you know, like you're taking a comedic point of view, which is a lack of content because it's funny, but it's not funny mm. when you're experiencing it. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people don't like to see that. They don't like to hear like there's a grim aspect of how America has affected other countries. And why is it why immigrants are here? I mean, these are the same people who get utterly upset when you tell them your people are coming to my country and the gentrification is hurting like it is hurting us to the point that we have to leave for we home to make a life to exist to simply exist yeah. in the same breath they are like we don't want immigrants here then stop doing that to my country and, I, and this is the thing they're not only doing it to my people you know they are doing it to every other country that borders Belize because if you see when Belize lies we share a border with um, Guatemala and we share a border with Mexico so we're writing that cost like you know so much so that people seem to be under the impression that why not speak spanish which in, i do speak spanish i speak i'm multilingual but the reason why they think we speak spanish is because who borders us you know yeah, yeah. but um our colonialism took place twice meaning first we had the spaniards come in and then you know we had the queen come in which was Far worse than the Spaniards, if you ask me, because the BMN lagas were bloody savages, okay? Yeah. Um, so, uh, so we and I'm, I'm going to be very ignorant. You're saying the English, like the English yes, was the Yes, the English, second. the crown, yes. See, never, I never hear about the Like, I, I know Guyana. I know Guyana was one of their uh, territories, colonies, I say. But mm -hmm. I, I didn't know Belize was a English colony at any point. Yes, we are, a, we are still considered part of still? Commonwealth. Yes. Oh, we still have the... Oh, so you were rejoicing when that woman died, huh? Oh, my God, yes. <laughs> yes. I, I, 
the saddest part the saddest part is is that my grandmother wasn't alive to see it because <laughs> she would have loved that oh no your grandma's getting a few licks in you know what i mean yeah <laughs> my grandmother must be with ancestors right now they say the bitch they come you know like <laughs> Wow, wow. Yeah, so we're still we wow. still have a she face. We still have a she face, the the queen, Queen yeah. Elizabeth face. Yes. We still have her in her currency. Our currency, our Belgian dollars is still backed up by the British pounds. So it's gonna change to the king now then. We don't know because you see, now that she's dead, you have this <laughs> You have this thing about a conversation happening of like, we don't want to be under a king. We want our absolute freedom without the sh foreshadowing of the queen that was present. Like, you have to understand she did us so dirty. Like, mm -hmm. I cannot even express to you. You know, there's only 15,000 of my people left. That is, that, that's it. That's it. That's how many of my people are actually left. She is personally responsible for the amount of genocide that took place to my people mind you my people um we we did not stem only from belize most of mesoamerica is was part of the toltec empire which in the toltec you had the aztecs and you had the Oltecs, and um we stem from the toltecs and um this woman is personally responsible for the amount of genocide that took place. In 1997, we, um, the Mayan community in Belize approached her asking to get our land back because she was, you know, um, the colonization took place where she was exporting mahogany um, from our lands. And she was pillaging and just raping our land, essentially. And um, she turned around and told us that she brought us civility that she owed us absolutely nothing that if anything we should be grateful for her because of her the spaniards left you know which in if you were to think about it yes the spaniards did us nasty nasty things but your bmn lagas were also very savage you know like yeah. you raped you killed you you damn near wiped our people off so much so you have an entire show called ancient aliens right where yeah. they will look you both face and tell you we don't know what happened to the mayan empires yes you do yes you do wow uh i mean i okay here's the thing i knew the show ancient aliens was problematic because you know it does it does you know be like oh uh you know aztec technology it had to be aliens but it is more insulting to be like you know what happened and it's even more insulting that you let this show go on for like 10 years on you know history channel when you yep. know exactly what the lie is Exactly. And that's the part that really bothers me. It's a bunch of white men telling me that we don't know what happened to the civilization, but you do. Yeah. You really do. Um, a lot of genocide took place. And in her key method, you have to understand, Belize recently garnered independence in 1981. Mm. So recently independent. Okay. Hey, that's um, one of the last nations in, in yes. South and Central America. Yes, that would be right. As, to, as a matter of fact, tomorrow is the 21st of September. It is our Independence Day. Wow. That's so, so recent. That is yes, so recent. That is very recent. And yeah. a lot of people don't know when I go on TikTok and I say, I don't trust the white man. They always get so offended because they look at my complexion and think, but how can you trust not trust your own? First of all, you've made it abundantly clear to my people that we were never one of your own. Yeah. So much so you had slur words for my people. You still do. Yeah. Second of all, you try to starve us out. And people are like, what do you mean? Well, 
there was a ticket system in place where um bad sub was the military base and they had like a concessions you know um ports put in different areas in belize mm -hmm. so they would force i people to work for them and they would not be paid in money they would be paid a series of tickets okay. these tickets will gain you so much food from their food from their food commissaries okay yeah. and um they would purposely overwork us but under give tickets so that you know the, my grandparents the parents would not have as many children so they purposely tried to like eradicate us in the sense of they did they wanted to starve us out yeah. now this also brings it into a, a culturally speaking like a lot of our foods were what they call poverty dishes and necessity foods were birthed from that they stem from that and a lot of people don't understand that yeah. and this is why when um you brought up the topic of the visa it just it inched me yeah. because this is something else that was birthed in our nation so another way is to exploit our people, you know? Yeah. And um, sadly, I am not the only person who has been a victim of this. Yeah. Um, there's been countless of people that have been victims. So I don't know if you know the process, but they have the H-1B visa. Yeah. They have the H-2, the H-2A visa, and then they have the H-2B visa. Now, the H-2B visa is... Yeah, it's the one that I, I I'm experienced with. Okay. Meaning that um this you have to have an employer already stating okay. you already have employment. Now, this is where the misinformation really hits me because the way they're trying to make it seem is as if the employer does the process for you. Right, no. right, 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 right. No, yeah. this is, do you have to pay all of the fees? Now, at the time I applied, the fees was 385 US dollars. Now, this goes up, mind you. This doesn't stay at the same price. So it fluctuates. I don't know what it is right now. Right. That was when back when I may do it, right? Now, this also comes with the like, you have to figure out where you will live, how you will get there on your start date. So there's no guarantee as to you'll have a place to live or anything and this is where it gets really spotty because there's this gray area whereas they tell you yes we're going to let's just say we're going to pay you 15 dollars an hour and you're guaranteed a 45 hour week right. but when you actually touch base and you go to the establishment they could easily turn around and say 10 dollars an hour and maybe we'll give you 90 hour weeks no overtime no health issue nothing Oh, and they're gonna cut your hours. They give you more hours. <laughs> no, yeah, they will slave you. They will slave yeah. you out. They will literally slave you out. And then you're like, "What? What? You could quit, right? You can't, because this is your guarantor. You've this is the company who you got the visa for. Does that make sense? So, you so now your held hostage. Like, yeah, you can't just switch and be like, "Okay, I'm gonna go work McDonald's for a while." No, you came here for no. this job and this job alone. Outside exactly. of that, everything that you paid every single dollar for doesn't matter. Now, you've lost all that money if you quit that job. Yes. Even if it's in the same field, right? Exactly. Now, people seem to think that they target people who are hard labor. I'm just going to give you some context here. Um, I'm very well educated. I have three different degrees. Okay. One of my major degrees is in science, a degree in science, which is a mortuary science degree. So um, 
I am certified to work at a crematorium and I embalm people. Now, I have this at an associate's level, but I also have a bachelor's level degree in science and I have another bachelor's degree level in a, um, what they call business management, bookkeeping, accounting. So I'm very well educated. Um, when I was brought into the impression of an excellent visa was what was said, but then it came out to be a work visa and a school visa. So um, I was held hostage in a place that I did not, was not safe for me. I was pretty much overworked. And I'm not even going to talk about the dehumanization process that goes, you know, that goes hand in hand. Yeah. Um, some people will literally abuse their authority in at it like just think about it this way look at a person who is an american citizen and look at all the abuse they endure at the workplace yeah. you know now think about a person who doesn't have the right paperwork to sue a company so now you're completely removing hr from the table yeah resources no longer qualifies for you because you're not a citizen you are a guest here yeah. And because you're a guest here in my house, in my domain, you play by my rules. And if you don't play by my rules, I will exploit the hell out of you. And when I'm done, I'm going to ship your ass. Yeah. That's, um, I mean, you're, you're just giving me this whole other fear that I hadn't even just considered. Do you know what I mean? Because, I'm sorry, I, I had to like, uh, so it, it was like breaking up for a moment, right, Jesse? We're good? Yeah, yeah. No, I think I think even the internet was like, we feel this passion Whoa. way so much, and you're shutting us down. <laughs> yeah, the government was trying to stop you. The government now. was trying to stop you because he was speaking the truth. Because you, the way you just kept talking, it just it stopped being employer, and it it did it legit started to sound like those uh, what do they call those middle people in on the on the plantations, like those like legit those 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 slave runners because yeah, these people uh they, they can. They're not top management, you know what I mean? So no. So these are the middle management people literally abusing you, telling you can they could deport you. And then and then what's what's even more abusive is that you paid into all this. Mm -hmm. You paid into all this abuse. And mind you, your application could be rejected. Yeah. And it could be rejected for a plethora of reasons. I'm going to give you another good example. My sister applied for the exact same positions as I did. The only exception being that she went for an offshore banking company because her degree is in a different level than mine. Okay. But you have to understand, I have three autoimmune diseases, which gives me my fair complexion. My complexion is not my complexion. It's brought on by my autoimmune disease. I'm oh. pale, not by choice. Okay. <laughs> so my sister is a tanner woman. It's a clearly more indigenous woman. OK, yeah. now the basis of her rejection was that she wasn't qualified, being that, again, my sister has a greater level of education that I myself do. Wow. So I was more physically appealing for the process yeah. than others. Now, you must be saying, how is that even evident? Because everybody who was approved for that particular set of visas that were given out, look similar to my complexion they weren't yeah. a shade darker but a shade lighter because you have to be um physically appeasing to fit they say that you assimilate better yeah yeah oh yeah i mean i you know i i get that so so much i remember it's sort of in the same vein of the thing i was telling this uh this this uh latinx woman who who was uh, undocumented but she was also like a model kind of thing 
she was like, oh, yeah, I applied and through my marriage and the officials were so nice to me. We were laughing and I got my citizenship within four months. And I'm like, you understand that's pretty privileged. You understand yeah. that you just told me you don't you don't see the the people are not aware. That's why some people get so caught up in the well, I did it. Why can't you? I'm like, you're such an ableist. It's, the disp- it's- like I light skin mofo that doesn't realize how quickly you got it because of your privileges, your job, your complexion, your your ableness that they don't see you as a burden. Like all exactly these matter in the immigration system more than they do. They matter all the time, but in the immigration system, oh, my God, but it, it really does matter. So yeah. much so that when you do apply for this visa, you do have to go through a medical record. So they want to make sure you have no amount of disability that you're able-bodied. So um, again, it's just there's a lot to it. And here's the thing. I'm just, you know, Rick and Morty said it better. It's like slavery, but with extra steps. Because yeah. that's exactly <laughs> what it is. It is. It is slavery with extra steps, yeah. That's exactly what yeah. it is because you see, and this is the thing, like you're held hostage for the amount of time your visa's for. Now, I'm not entirely sure how it works now, but back then they had what they call a temporary one-year visa, which what they call a trial-based visa, and then you got the, the, the two, which is a five-year max. That is the maximum they will give you to my knowledge. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they make exceptions for like if you're going for like a doctorate degree or something that the school has to have the school will have to file for extensions not you but that's different um but if i'm not mistaken when it comes to employment five years is the most you you can get um i just really don't like how they're marketing it because it does not give you a path to citizenship absolutely no, not, not. you There's still no have to get a, yeah it's um absolutely you have to get like a status adjustment which you require a liar and that is what my state is at this point in time whereas i'm in a state of limbo um there's only so much work you could do there's only so much exploitation you could take um you have people like myself that like I said, I I can fully process a body. I am a mortician, okay? I can run a crematorium. People on average with my level of degree and my level of experience, they are making $35 to $38 an hour. These people will bold face look at me to my face and tell me that the most they could offer to pay me is $15 an hour. Damn. And in the state of Texas, Damn. minimum wage is $7. The yeah. average rent in a Texas is $1,500 to $2,000. Who does survive with that? Wow. You, wow. The, uh, you're really, um, wow. You're, they, Americans don't realize how much we keep their economy going. And first of all, fuck capitalism. Like, fuck it to hell. Because, like, you're right. You're in a profession where you where most white people in your profession, whatever, making $38, $40 an hour. But you, as an immigrant, they have the right to charge to pay you fifteen dollars an hour and and say, well, yeah, at least you're not making seven, you know. And and you're right, it is <laughs> slavery with extra steps. Just it's and then it's, if you so sign up with them, it's like you're demanded to work so many hours. And again, you can't sue them. Yeah. Like if I have a work related injury due to their negligence because their establishment is not up to to date, right? Um, you there is no lawsuits. There's no paid time off. And this is another misconception people have. In a work visa, I pay twice as much tax as the average worker does. Twice as much. 
but I get none of it back. Like I don't get any food stamps. I don't qualify for no stimulus checks. I don't nothing. If I'm working, I get paid. If I don't work, I have to starve. I, I will be homeless. You understand? No health they don't Nothing. Health no job. health insurance. They take money from health insurance. On average, a paycheck would take like $400 to $500 on health insurance. But, <clears throat> sorry, the company will not pay this forward to you. This is to protect them from a liability, not you. So let's say I get sick. I contract COVID or some sort of infectious disease, you know? That's on me. I have to go cover that bill. I cannot expect the company to cover that for me. Okay, I, I honestly, I honestly did not. Okay, as a as somebody who you know papers or no papers worked in the U.S., I don't give a fuck what you think. Um, but at least I knew there were some protections, like as an employee. You know what I mean? Like you know, mm -hmm. uh, even when I was undocumented, you know, and I had a job at a hospital, there's still some sick days with my fake papers. You know what I mean? Like there was still some kind of protection. I just cannot believe believe and i'm sorry i'm this stupid that there is literally like no protection like as, as a no. HB, no days off nothing that you come under the company almost in the same as their other employees none of that the minute you step into that door something is being very abundantly clear in my experience you are working here and as long as you are work and then my umbrella corporation here we foreshadow your work. That's about it. Everything else is on you. It's 100% on you. You figure out where you go live. You figure out where you how, how you pay your like, medical expenses. You figure yourself out. Because anything outside of what happens in this enterprise, in this establishment, is our business. So in other words, once you do work and you're producing your workload, you're all right. But right up until the point, let's say, like, again, you get hurt. I've literally seen somebody get hurt due to negligence on the company's behalf. And that person was in a shit shop for like two months to the point where that person had to go back home. Like they couldn't do it anymore. And this was 100% on the company, 100% on the company. And, um, in 19, I wasn't part of this wave, okay? I wasn't. Um, This was when it became, brother, is he older than me? He was part of this wave, okay? So 19, no, it's 2001. Um, McDonald's, right in uh, um, Arkansas, started issuing work visas the same way that you see. I'm just seeing it repeat itself again. Yeah. Because according to them, nobody wanted to work. Okay, nobody wanted to work. So they issued a memo, a memorandum, you know, to the United States Embassy. Now, at the time, the United States Embassy was fairly new to Belize. So um, <clears throat> they were like, okay, well, what do we don't want? We want workers. And at the time, Zayn Musa was our prime minister. And you see, this is the thing about, it's key to know that the officials in your country do matter, right? Because the minute he read through it, I was like, this sounds like exploitation, yeah. This sounds like you're literally trying to exploit my Belizean people. Like, I'm not allowing this. He shut down the embassy for eight months after that. Oh, wow. Because he saw it as predatory. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. Just, he just saw it as predatory. No, it was reopened and they started giving student visas 
and they started allowing visitor visas, but they were not allowing the H-2A visa, the H-2B visa. They were not allowing these two visas at all to be issued there because they're like, it sounds like we don't want to exploit my people, you know? Yeah. Um, then the United the, um, the Democratic Party came in the UDP and the Pickstack Division, they out. This is like the equivalent of your House Senate here. It's okay. called the Pickstack Division back at home. Um, <clears throat> a new prime minister was then elected, uh, Prime Minister Dean Barrow. Now, I have a love hate relationship with this young man because, like, he did not help the situation. Okay. Um, so Dean Barrow then decided that every single visa will now be available at the United States Embassy, which again just started again, you know, the yeah. process of exploitation. Yeah. Uh, right again. Um, I'm not even going to talk about the amount of indigenous women that go missing these visas that we're just being trafficked. I'm not going to talk about that because that's in itself a bigger problem, which is honestly my biggest concern is that because they target younger women and we have a real problem with femicide back at home as is and we are more prone to be trafficked because it's least likely that you're going to look for an indigenous immigrant woman than you would a white lady you know that's not even going to touch into is, that because that's, there is a lot of like uh some of the visas do incorporate a lot of like uh domestic workers and things like that right are sort of like yes what what they're being lured with and because then... i yes yeah, yeah it's because yeah. um Honestly, i was noticing just, yeah. that a lot of those visas are for domestic workers yes that's what i'm that's yeah, absolutely so right lured, um, yeah so you yeah, know they're bringing they're, they're being they're being brought in through the worst way because they're literally just there to find work and help out their families and just be good people and then, honestly, now, like, no, I, I honestly seem so stupid. I didn't realize that you get these work authorizations through the embassies like that, you know, because I came here when I was very young and I haven't had to deal with that aspect of it. But now the embassies, the fact that they give out these work permits and more, do just seem more like like a slaughterhouse. They're just they're just taking the, the best the best of of a of a, of of you know of nation of a, of a citizenry and bringing them through these slaughterhouses. And literally, literally killing their their egos or killing them, 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 them. You know what I mean? Like, oh my god, I am so afraid for, for like, all these people who just have to. Go I am these terrified. Programs. I am terrified. Yes, I'm terrified, and I'm mostly terrified because of that. You see, my sister still is back at home, and she told me yes, the issue. Remember that they, that they know South Dakotas and the Carolinas, yeah. they all want you know workers, and it's just it's sad because the people who will line up is like I said, Belize, my country. It's been the it's been really the product of gentrification. The average cost of living on the island I am from, which is Ambergriski San Pedro, um, right now you have to make at least eighty five thousand to a hundred thousand dollars to survive on the island. That's how gentrified it is. That's crazy because, like, we're talking about like right now. You know, I'm I'm seeing it on on Puerto Rico. I'm seeing it in Mexico. I'm seeing it in Costa Rica. But Belize is like nothing. I'll be real with you. I have a really good friend that's from Belize, and I'm I'm kind of mad at Dorian for never talking about any of this. <laughs> like, like it's like, bad, like, bro. It's... Never mentions any of this kind of stuff. And it, and it it's is, it's you know, bad. That, yeah, I didn't realize the kind of the gentrification. And wow, you guys are really, really the forgotten ones of like Latin America. 
we re- we we've always been shirkers. We've always that's that that's an ongoing jerk like joke that Belize is the shirker, you know, the rejected one. Because yeah. um nobody ever wants to really talk about how bad it is for us. They always try to overlook it. But the people who like my people like ourselves, my family, we don't have a choice to look away. Does that make sense? Like, the choice, the option yeah. to not see it isn't there. Um five years ago, just five years ago. Um, there were beaches, actual beaches back at home. Now most of my island has been paved because it's more appealing to the white man. It's less inconvenient to have potholes on the sand. So my home where mangroves, um, invasive species are, are the species that just, it's just, it's dying. A coral reef, which is the second largest coral reef um, <clears throat> compared only to that of Australia, which in 2011 was that ours is actually bigger now than Australia because most of ours is still alive, you know? We have simple rules back at home, like, please don't bathe yourself in a suntan lotion because it's toxic to our reef. And now we have this ongoing problem with the Pact Association. It's just fighting totally, like, oh, no, they destroy our home. Like, they are destroying our home. And nobody cares. That's the that's the problem. You know, nobody cares. Some people have even bought homes and brought invasive species like tiger fish, decided they couldn't take care of these things in their aquariums and released it into our reef. Now we have a problem that we call it on site fishing. So now mm-hmm. if you see a tiger fish, you have to kill it because it's destroying our reef. Yeah. It's not a species to us, you know. And um, it's just it's ongoing. It's ongoing. Then we have the cruise problem. Like that. That's that's you know the Royal Caribbean. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Problem. Oh These yeah. Oh, literally... They're always mentioning Belize in those Caribbean trips. Yeah. Belize, they oh, broke Belize, apart yeah, at, his, yeah. at Robles Reef to to get their ships to come into port. They broke part of that reef to make entrance point. What? Okay. I don't, like, I am, I'm, not... I'm sitting here blown away at the amount of just destruction that they're doing to Belize. And literally, like, you're talking about the Australian Coral Reef. I mean, you see Nat Geo every other, every other, every other Sunday. We need to save the coral reefs in Australia. Look how they're dying and they're bleaching. And this thing is literally happening, but they're flying crews halfway across the world to, to Australia to check those out. But literally, you know, a few miles down, it's happening here. They Nobody believes. People and really that's the sad part is um about. i yeah and that's the thing that i it, it makes me really sad because you see right now it's happening in real time to belize and nobody cares about it but just 10 years ago it was happening to cancun it was happening to puerto vallartas it was happening in veracruz it was happening to acapulco isla mujeres nobody spoke about it yeah now that it's already fully gentrified and people can't undo the damage that has been done now they're saying oh my god look what's happening in mexico no shit sherlock like it started 10 years ago yeah it started 10 years ago look at the amount of expats that are going to merida merida yucatan now merida is very special to me because my father comes from there well he did because you know he's moved down with the ancestors but he was from merida yucatan he was from the peninsula now you have a lot of expats going to say oh my god it's so cheap to live in merida stop yeah just please stop yeah. like you are just making it virtually impossible for people to survive. My sister is the main income provider for my mother. 
Okay. And there are a lot of hurdles we have to overcome. Like if you were to go to my page in a TikTok, I have an active GoFundMe there that I can't even talk about without TikTok shadow banning me. Because my sister's been attacked four times, one man. She rejected like a year ago. I mean, he has stabbed her. You know what the authorities have done? Nothing. The one time this man was arrested, he was arrested because he trespassed property, property of a white man. Oh my God. See? They only care when they when they want to care. L let me. I don't know. Uh, I only got a few minutes of this, and it's just like I, I know. I'm, I know. I'm, I'm like I'm asking you for like a big solution here. When you know when we're just one individual, but like, what what can do nations? I mean, it doesn't even matter because it, we've gone through this again. When our governments try to do something, then they send in the military to overthrow it and put in the right government. So it's like it, it's 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 just. I think we just, it sucks. It feels like it's, all we have to do is just wait it out till we die because there's no, they're not going to change. It's, 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 I'm going to say it the same way my grandmother said. So I'm not, I'm not going to pretend to be wise. The problem is stemmed in greed. It's rooted in greed and it's fortified by greed. The problem is that the American government has always been a greedy government. They have always gerrymandered politics in the nations to serve them, you know, and their purpose. It's always yeah. been a one-sided coin. It starts here and then it ends everywhere else. So when the problems in this country cannot be fixed, they get mirrored in other countries. You cannot serve you cannot survive in a minimum wage anymore in this country so people obviously want to flee and upon them fleeing they're impacting other countries other nations you understand and then it becomes just a ripple effect it starts at one little stone and then it starts to you know i mean just project 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 you know yeah. and then you have countries like guatemala countries like nicaragua countries like Belize, country like Mexico, that we're no longer able to survive in our own home, being real-time documented what's happening in Puerto Rico, you know? So it's yeah. just, it's it's an ongoing problem that the solution starts here in America. If you offer a better place of living, a better habitat, better condition for the yes. immigrants and the people of this nation, nobody would feel the need to run away from your country. Nobody. Yeah. But they are fleeing and then they're impacting us. So now you are burdening other countries with the problems you're refusing to fix in your own backyard. Yeah. America, America does have that, that that insidious aspect, especially now with the technology that we live in. We, the world, the, the pandemic has shifted the world tremendously. And the problems that were kind of like, you know, a little bit like, you know, it was a problem, you know, two, three million, you know, expats living in Mexico before the pandemic has now become 10 million in just three years. Yeah. You know, it's it's and yeah, because this country is not offering anything. It's not offering any, any you know, health care, any uh, affordable living, anything. So people who make, decent enough to just live they don't they're so sucked up by the whole you know capitalism and shit they're like well i could just move to this country and one thing that i actually saw that that i was like it made, it made me realize exactly what americans are doing they move to a lot of the same countries that are within the same time zone which is kind of like the dick part that americans don't realize that they're like well i'm in you know i'm in illinois and mexico has the same time zone so i could still do my work and i don't have to get up any earlier and i'm like such selfishness, such fucking greed that I'm like, you don't even realize how much you're like just exuding your will and don't care how it's affecting other people. And they just right. like, I earn it. I work. Maybe you should do the same. It is. I, I just don't know how they don't see it. It's 
selective mutism is just like selective blindism is just like selective not being able to hear you choose what you see you choose what you hear and you choose what you understand and a lot of ignorance is by choice you choose to stay ignorant because if you were to see the world for what it is and how other people are experiencing it it would not be the same for people you know but the choice to not see it is right there and usually that's the option they go with i I choose not to see it you know Yeah. As a result, like I say, you have my country, which is nobody ever talks about it. I'm like literally the only TikToker on bloody TikTok that wants to talk about what's happening with femicide, what's happening with gentrification. And most of the time, I'm shadow ban 90% of the time. And then TikTok decides that they, that's my third account. Like they decide yeah. to just completely ban me because they like, how dare you talk about this, you know? I'm going to cut this, this one up into a bunch because there was so much information. I'm literally sitting here going nothing you're saying is registering in my brain as, <laughs> as you know, cause when you hear something like, Oh, I kind of hear about that. I'm like, no, nothing up here is, is being recalled because never heard about any of that. And it, yeah. and, I, and it's, a, it's shameful. So I'm, I'm going to try and put this out there as, as, as many clips as I can. Uh, this will go up next week. Um, we only have a few minutes left before um, we get out of here. I want just to know, um, please let us know where they can find your stuff. And uh, it broke up a little bit. Let us know about your GoFundMe again. Uh, okay. Um, the, it's, the link is in my bio. There's a pin video in my bio kind of explaining the gist of what I was allowed to explain on TikTok. Mm-hmm. Um, the GoFundMe has not reached its goal yet. And the whole purpose of the GoFundMe is relocation for my sister, not outside of Belize, within Belize, but it's also for a liar so that she can throw this person in jail so that he will stop pursuing her and endangering not only her life, but that of her children, her two sons, you know? Yeah. Um, it's just me. It's just like, She's all the family I have. Most of my family has died. Um, my sister is the sole caretaker at this point in time. I'm provider for my mother. Um, we lost a father two years ago. No, a year ago. And um, we are, like I said, there's not many of us left. Um, again, we are not strangers to the femicide because Mesoamerica seems to have a problem with femicide. I mean, it takes a few clips to what's happening in Mexico for people to see how women are treated and how they're unalive. And it especially says something about the indigenous community because, like I said, it's so much easier for an indigenous woman to go missing and for people to say it's it's the cartel than yeah. to have, you know, a white person go missing. Yeah. You know, um, I'm just scared to death for my sister because I've had several friends go missing and when they turned up, they weren't alive. Yeah. So... And uh, and they can find you on Caribbean on on Caribbean Bun two point on TikTok yes yeah. and um I do have on the same TikTok page I do also have a YouTube which in, I'm trying to work on right now getting this exact information I'm putting out there educating people on how migrants and gentrification all of this yeah. is the same amount of educational videos I want to put onto YouTube because if it stops just one person from applying and becoming a victim to this. Yeah. I feel like I would have done something, you know, that's, that's all I, I have to say. It's like, I understand so many people say, if you want to come here, come here legally, but at what cost? Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 uh, after this, if, if you want to send me any literature that I can personally read on sort of like the oh, history of Belize absolutely. and everything like that, uh, because when I hear like, when I read like the, the open veins of Latin America, 
Belize wasn't kind of like, you know what I mean? Like those books that are like, really historic, like they, they, it's sort of like, I don't want to say maybe it wasn't, maybe I looked over it, but it wasn't like, it didn't have as much information as it does about like Mexico and Guatemala and all these, right. you know, these books have these major, major points of these conflicts between the U.S. and them. But Belize is always just like either a byline or anything. So if you have anything that can really help me get into it, oh, I yeah. would really appreciate that. I could definitely email you some books that would help you understand our subculture, our identity. And, yeah. you know, it would also make a lot of things more make sense as to why we found prey to not only be in an oversight type of nation, mm -hmm. but a nation that also um ends up having a lot of you know, things that happen to us that nobody ever wants to talk about. Yeah. I'm going to give you a good example. Have you seen Netflix documentary about McAfee? No. Um, when you go watch that, note there's something to make note of that documentary is that they constantly talk about him on the living a foreigner on um, Belize and running away from, you know, the accountability of that. Yeah. But something a lot of people forget in that entire documentary, which bothered a lot of people back at home, was that McAfee um, trafficked a lot of underage children. Oh. young girls a total of 37 of these girls are still missing their families do not know where they are where they are and um the youngest girl being 12 and the oldest being 16 um that is heartbreaking because when we heard there was a documentary coming out about him we thought that their faces would be all over and then maybe somebody would know yeah. you know but yeah. that wasn't that wasn't the case well only focused on one thing that and then didn't yeah. really well, I'm sorry. I'm definitely. I'm gonna check that out again and try to read more. Like yes. I said, send me any literature. And thank you again for for doing this today. And uh, and hopefully no we keep problem. In Please check check them out. They have a lot of great information that you all should check out. Thank you so much. <laughs> have a good rest of the day. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Then bye. Bye. This has been a Drop Tent Media Production.